Welcome to this shit. Yep. That's that's how we start a new. There we go. That's thing. that's the thing. That's the that's thing. There the it first is. First way I introduce something. Um. Th- we decided to make this a Minnesota because we couldn't really fit it in with uh, with we, we, we couldn't fit it in our episode schedule, which I think is a good thing. So yeah. We have episodes filled out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and also it, it's just. I don't know. I don't think we. We're not that excited about this. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. We're gonna. I'm uh, welcome to this Minnesota. Um. Of Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TV, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host. Batman. There we Matt. go. Go back to the things you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a mini-sode of our predictions of the Oscars. Um, 2020. If you don't know who we are or where you can find us, well, you obviously found us. Mm-hmm. Um, go listen to a normal episode where you can get all that stuff. Um we're just going to jump straight into it because this isn't going to be a long thing because we have yep. to record a full episode right after this. Yep. So we're going to we're just going to go through the Oscars and we're going to make our predictions for who gets what. We have a scoring system that I'll kind of just explain as we go. Um, goes from one point for the short film ones because we haven't seen any of those up to 10 points for best picture. It really just goes through five points, but then 10 points for best picture. Yep. Um, yeah. So we're going to we're going to wait our victories. Mm-hmm. based on how important nobody gives a shit about your short live action films and your short animated films yep um where i i did request to matt that we do a um a tally of how many movies have we seen, how many of each category we've actually seen adding all those up uh so that we can actually have some sort of catharsis at the end of this mm-hmm. that there is a winner of who's seen the most movies of 2020 mm-hmm. versus who's the best at predicting what the fuck a bunch of elitists are going to say. Yep. Um, which I'm never good at. Matt's going to kick my ass in this. Probably. But I'm doing this anyway. All right. So let's we'll, jump into it. We'll alternate back and forth on who picks first. How about that? Fair enough. Uh, ladies first. Uh, yeah, that's me. Uh, short film live action. All right. Uh, what are have, the nominees? Our nominees are Brotherhood, Nefta Football Club, The Neighbor's Window, Saria, and A Sister. All right. What are you picking from those? Isn't the neighbor's window? Wait. Oh, the woman in the next door. What's the what's the, the woman in the window, which looks like Blumhouse does rear window. Yeah. We're not talking about that. What are you that. picking? Short um, film, live action. I'm gonna go with uh, Saria because I have no idea what that is. Okay. Uh, I'm having Saria. I don't know either. I'm gonna go with Nefta Football Club. Cool. Uh. Moving on. All right. Uh, let's see the short film animated, the five categories or the five, five nominees categories within that that has five <laughs> the five subcategories, <laughs> the five animated short film nominations for the 2020 Oscar are Daughter, Hair Love, Kitbull, Memorable, and Sister. I like that Daughter and Sister are both in there, and I wonder if they're by the same person. I'm not curious enough to look it up. Uh, I'm going to go with Hair Love. You, you're doing that to spite me, aren't you? Nope. <laughs> I was actually going to choose that because I don't love hair. Well, you can you can also choose it. Nah, I'm going to choose Kitbull. All right. Kitbull it is. Because if that's like the tiebreaker, then fucking imagine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's next? Next one is short subject documentary. Okay. Uh, the five categories are categories. In, now God, I've got fuck, you going. You got me doing it. Uh, the five nominees are in the absence, 
learning to skateboard in a world in a war zone if you're a girl. Life overtakes me. St. Louis Superman. Walk, run, cha cha. Obviously, we all know which ones I'm. Which one I'm gonna choose? Mm-hmm. Not the one that has DC. No, I'm gonna choose St. <laughs> Louis Superman because right. it has Superman in it. St. Louis soups. Doing them short because I'm just typing them into an Excel spreadsheet right now. Yep. I'm gonna go with learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl. You're gonna type that whole thing out right now? Yes. Fucking do it. All the others I'm abbreviating. I'm typing this one out. Oh my god, he actually is. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. The problem is I have to capitalize the first word of every one of these. First word of everyone? First, no. Not that. Yes. All right. Next one. Uh, next, we have visual effects. So this those we can actually start discussing. Yeah. These. These, three were all, these three were all one-pointers because we don't, we don't care. Yeah. Maybe we should at some point, but we don't right now. Uh, the five nominees for visual effects are Avengers Endgame, The Irishman, The Lion King, 1917, and Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. All right, so Matt, how many of these have you seen? I've seen four. I've but seen it's also four. not the same four you've seen, because I missed The Irishman so far, and you've missed The Lion King Yeah, you so far. Seen, I thought you saw Irishman. Not yet. Oh! Okay. <laughs> much, to my, much to my shame and disappointment. It's, you... It is strongly on my list. This is, yeah. this is a two-point category. Yep. For two points, I'm going to go with 1917. Interesting. Okay. I, okay, so I'm going to kind of run through each of these. So Avengers Endgame is a lot of CGI. It is very CG heavy. And um, sometimes it doesn't seem like it. There's some points where, like, it just, it's so seamless. Mm-hmm. Um, the Irishman, I'm assuming they're going based on the de-aging. Yeah. Um, which is not perfect. I don't know. I just watched 30 seconds of it and was pretty impressed. I, <laughs> if you're putting it for an Oscar compared to a lot of these other things, it's. I've, I've, I don't think it's there. I've watched literally, like one uh four hundredth of the movie yeah something like that um the lion king i haven't seen also looks bad so that's out um 1917 is phenomenal Mm -hmm. does visual effects account for practical or purely computer computerized uh i think it does count for some practical effects and based on past results this is the sort of movie i would expect the academy to go for effects wise they don't tend to like the blockbustery type stuff mm-hmm. um so like uh like first man a couple years ago or last year i guess i think was the visual effects winner and that's not something you think of as like the a visual effects splashy kind of movie yeah not when you've got stuff like infinity war to compete with yeah and then uh star wars rise of skywalker is just again like kind of what you mentioned just mm-hmm. blockbuster a lot of cgi mm-hmm. um I think I'm going to follow you on that one. I think I'm going to go 1917. I think that's the smart pick, but um, it wouldn't shock me if they went with the Irishman. I know you don't like it, but it's a big leap forward to use it this much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For four hours. Yep. Uh, Next category. Uh, Sound mixing is also a wait two. Yep. Um, So the five. Yeah. Five nominated. Five. Uh, Ad Astra. Ford versus Ferrari. Joker, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I have only seen two of those. Ha! Three. Ford v. Ferrari puts me over the edge. Oh, that's right. You, haven't also, you also haven't seen. Yep. Does the fact that I've seen several bits of Once Upon a Time in no. passing. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go, since I've only seen two of them, uh, what does sound mixing include? Does it? Is it just? I don't know. 
fuck. <laughs> uh, Ad Astra seems like it'd be a lot of uh, like space sound and stuff. Mm-hmm. Ford v Ferrari. I, honestly, I think I'm gonna say Ford v Ferrari. I think that's probably a good pick. Um, I there's haven't a lot seen of, it. There's a lot of noises in that movie. A lot of car sounds, and I think being able to get those to land well mm-hmm. is a pretty a pretty important. Given that it's so important to the movie, mm-hmm. I think that's something that uh, that might get it the might clinch the victory for it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to agree with you. I think Ford v Ferrari is the pick here. Uh, I think that the reasoning uh, is that the Academy tends to like to reward movies that it really likes but doesn't want to give the big awards to with technical Oscars. Mm-hmm. And Ford v Ferrari feels like that sort of movie, whereas 1917 feels like it's actually going to pick off a few of those big awards. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Ford v Ferrari, it's, it's kind of the Mad Max Fury Road this year. It's not quite as... They want to throw as many awards at as as they can, even though they don't want to give it best picture. But it feels like something that they're going to give two or three of the technical Oscars and call it a good day. Yep. Uh, Sound editing. It's actually not the same nominees. Exactly. It's Ford v. Ferrari, Joker 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, Again, I'm just going to go with Ford v. Ferrari. Those two usually pair with each other. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's just the argument there again. Okay. So I've seen four of those. You've seen three. Yep. Uh, wait, yes. Uh, wait, what? Sound, sound editing. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I fucking zoned out. I forgot. I saw 1917 for a second. <laughs> um, I think for sound editing, I'm going to go 1917. Okay. I think that uh, what I'm what I'm trying to account for in this one is the ability. To, it's it's aiding in making it seem like a seamless cut. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's a that's what, a darn good argument. Now that you I don't know. I don't that. know what can kind of go. How much that would go into it? Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, sound editing theoretically, that's just the same thing as every other movie, just making a scene seem uh, the same. But mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't know. Hmm. I'm just kind of spitballing some, I don't know. some interesting. I'm trying to make this a little bit more interesting than us just saying things. Yeah. I'm reading I, from a list and randomly guessing. I like your argument, but I don't know how much I like your argument, but I like <laughs> it, but I, I don't know. I'm going back and forth here. I'm, I mean, I'm sticking with my pick cause I've made the pick, but um, yeah, that's I don't know. That's a, that's a good point. I actually, I don't know. Technically speaking, <clears throat> what would go into that? Yep. Uh, production design. Also a two point category. Uh, nominees are The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, 1917, Once Upon a Time, in Hollywood, Parasite. All right. Uh, I've seen two of those. You've seen two of them. Nope. You've seen... Yep. Yeah. Yep. Different two. <laughs> yep. Right. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with... I'm going to go with 1917 on this one. All right. That is a movie with lots of production and lots of design. Yeah. And I think the, the, the reason I'm going for it is because of the planning design, the planning required for it mm-hmm. requires a lot of like the whole, like they had to practice a scene for like four months before they could even build the production. Yeah. They had to plan for the movie before actually building any of the sets. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with that one and also making it feel authentic with the like, all, there was like three different, very different sets. Yeah. I'm going to go with that one on, 
Okay. The, the level of intensity in the design of the production. I think that's the good pick. I think that's the right pick. I'm going to make something else just to keep it interesting. Cool. And I'm going to go with the uh, cynical Hollywood masturbation pick of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, just because they like seeing movies about movies and about Hollywood. Uh, that's that's kind of just been a theme that historically. La La Land cleaned up at the Oscars, even though it got robbed of Best Picture. Yeah. Well, this is going to be a fun one. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm sticking with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, I'll talk I, about I think, the next category. Yeah. About being a fun I, I think 1917 has the right argument of those, although the Irishman I could see getting I was, some votes. I was about to say Irishman, and then I, I was thinking about the... Thought about what the words actually mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Remember last time when I just made up what every single movie was because I'd only seen like three of the movies that were nominated? Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good test of my improv skills. Yep. It's you. Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> Your turn. This is a three-point category, although I don't think I think I we don't should knock why. this down to a two-point. Let's knock this down to a two-point. <laughs> Best original song. Uh, I can't let you throw yourself away from Toy Story Four. I'm gonna love me again from Rocket Man. I'm Standing With You from Breakthrough. Never fucking heard of I that I don't movie. even know what that movie is. <laughs> Into the Unknown uh, from Frozen 2. And Stand Up from Harriet. I've seen none of these movies. I have also seen none of these. Yay! What a category. I have interest in seeing a couple of them, I guess. Oh, I want to see Harriet, and I don't really care. I thought you'd seen Toy Story 4, I guess not. I want to have. I will once it's on Disney+. I want Plus. to have seen it. Yeah. It's like, you want to put it behind you. That's what your tense implied, like, you want to put it behind you. I think you. it's going to be good, and I think I'm going to enjoy it. I just... Because, yeah. like, I guess that's an interesting kind of English way. It's like, I want to see it versus I want to have seen it. Yeah. You want to be able to use the fact that you've seen it in your daily life, but mm-hmm. you don't want to see it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, not knowing anything about these, I'm going to go with Stand Up from Harriet. Cool. Uh, I didn't know Harriet was a fucking musical. Um, I don't I've think it is. I've listened to Into the Unknown. and huh? I don't think it is. Oh. Uh, oh, I think it's a, it's probably like a, a slave song, like a, or just like a title track or something. Maybe. Cause I, I mean, Mudbound, I think won. no Mudbound got nominated, but there's like no songs gotcha. in that movie. Uh, I think into the unknown, I listened to it and it's not a good song. Okay. Doesn't surprise it's me. a, it is a, uh, it's just this, it's the. Sith is a oh god. Fuck! How am I trying to think? You know how in um, in Rogue One the bad guy, like the antagonist theme, sounds like this mm. gross amalgamation of the, all the different of like Kylo. Yeah, theme. it's like that, but with um, the fucking song that Anna and Sven, and um, not Sven uh, Hans sing together. Uh huh. What's that song? I don't know. I remember it being in the movie. It's a it's an animation of that and let it go. It's just the two Oy. songs that everyone loved and they just fucking put them together. They just put them in a blender, blended it up, and just jizzed it in the movie. Um, nice. Sorry, that was that was a little bit of disdain towards Disney and their greed. Um, so I'm I hope that loses with a fiery passion. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with Rocket Man on this one. All right. Uh, um, I'm gonna love me again from Rocket Man. Yep. I'm just typing Rocket. Love. That's uh. <laughs> mix this up i did your your pick and my pick there um yeah i i'm i'm hoping that a um that the fact that it's a biopic on an actual musician will kind of like will kind of like make that a little bit all right uh, i can see it i heavier. can see it 
Uh, my turn. All right. Uh, the original score. This is a three-point category. Three-point category. So pick well. Uh, Hildur Guthnerutter. Uh, uh, Joker. I looked it up. Okay. <laughs> uh, Alex. <laughs> Alexander Desplat with Little Women. <laughs> you didn't look that one up, did you? <laughs> uh, Randy Newman with Marriage Story. Thomas Newman with 1917. They're cousins. Oh, I thought they were unrelated. Well, I said a wrong thing right as you said a right thing. Ha. And John Williams with Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. I'm pretty sure it's Yon Williams. <laughs> Yon. 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 <laughs> love the fact that I went to, from Hildur Guthnerdutter to Alexander Desplat. <laughs> um, I think that, I think Desplat, Desplat is going to take this one. Okay. Uh, oh, wait, no, shit, my bad. No, Randy Newman. I was looking at the wrong okay. one. Uh, I think Marriage Story is going to take this one. This one's the one that, like, it plays so well with the movie. This is where I have an advantage. Oh, by the way, we didn't do the original, the who's seen how many movies with the original song. Zero. Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, I've seen... You've seen four of four? these. <gasps> I've seen three. We're tied again! Except I got double credit for sound mixing and sound editing, because Ford v. Ferrari for both of those. Wait, what? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit. I know. Oh, I... No, we're not doing weights on those ones, are we? No, we're not doing weights, but I'm just counting how many of each category we've seen for each category. Oh, oh, that's right. You s- And Wait. so I saw Ford versus Ferrari... Yeah, but that and was only... counted it in sound mixing. I saw Ford versus Ferrari and counted it in sound editing. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, you're yeah. right. You bet. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, yeah. Yep. So, uh, Rainy uh, Marriage Story, it plays more to the like the. Well, I guess I can't. Uh, the score, listening to the score itself, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I don't. I, I'm a little confused on what their category or what their uh, criteria is for this. Is does the music add to the story or is it just a good score mm-hmm. and with marriage story it adds to the story so much more than joker 17 and uh, rise of skywalker do okay um it just the silence with and then adding the music there's just there's emotional moments that hit so much more because of the music okay um and i ho- and i hope that that's something that's accounted for not just oh it's fun to listen to because if it's that fucking skywalker because yeah. john williams is just fun to listen to yeah uh, I could see him going a few different directions here. Um, Displa is kind of a, a... Is it Displa? I think it's Displa. Who knows? I heard Displa this week, and so I'm going to kind of roll with that. Okay. Uh, I think he's kind of just a typical Hollywood safe pick. They're just like, yeah, we like his music. He's He did good and uh, nice. six and seven? Seven and seven. Seven and seven. For okay. Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, just to clarify... Uh yeah he won for no, we <laughs> he, like, he won for Shape of Water a couple years ago, mm. um and he he does a lot of stuff like that. He's he's good at his job, but he's he's kind of the inoffensive. So you're um, going for the you're going for the name no, recognition rather than the movie. I think there's an argument for him. Oh, I'm okay. going away from that. I ha- I haven't seen the movie. I don't know the score. Yeah. I think Thomas Newman kind of could be in the same boat with 1917. It's a perfectly serviceable score. Like the boots. Academy doesn't listen that hard to the scores. That's what I did to my boots. Um I'm. That's that's our episode preview, Minnesota preview. It's uh, not that good. <laughs> I'll take it just in case we don't get. A are we gonna one? get something better? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's an argument that John Williams could end up with a legacy Oscar in case he needed to add to his shelf of a dozen, yeah, or however many he has at this point. 
because uh, this is kind of this is his last hurrah with Star Wars. I could see them giving it to him just to be like, this is for all of your work on the franchise and all of your work on blockbusters forever. That being said, I'm going to go with Hildur Gudnadotter for Joker. I think hers is the most interesting score. It's still musical in the sense that the Academy appreciates. Um, and I think it I think it does augment the movie quite a bit. It gives it a, just a very different tone than a generic kind of score might have done. And I, I think it's also the case that the Academy is going to be like, yeah, look at us. We're 21st century. Women can win Academy Awards for Best Original Score, too. So cool. I'm going with I'm going with Joker, and Hildur Guthnadotter's excellent score, and an excellent name, indeed. All right. Uh, hang on a second. Oh, I gotta oh, do the next name. one. Uh, makeup and hairstyling. This is a two point category for us. The five nominees are Bombshell, Joker, Judy, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, which we now have to say Academy Award nominee Maleficent, Mistress oh, of Evil. God. Every time we talk about it, which will never happen again. And 1917. Of those, I think Judy's probably the safe bet here. Again, it's a showbiz one, and they're making up uh, Renee Zellweger to look like Judy Garland. I think that's just that's got to be the pick. Oh my god, I love her full name, by the way, Hildur Ingveldar Dotter Guthnedotter. That sounds about right. Also, it is dot like soap. Yeah, I, I daughter. You said daughter. Daughter. Good in the daughter. Fucked it up, idiot. All right. Oh, by the way, of these, I have seen two. Joker uh, in 1917. Of these, I have also seen two. Mm. Oh, three. No, I'm I, I, sorry. I was looking at... Um, where the fuck was I looking? Where the fuck? Makeup and hairstyling, you've seen two. You've oh, okay. Seen no, Joker, I was looking at the wrong one. 1917. I was up at best costume design. Oh, yeah. I saw Irishman. Um, I'm going with Judy. Uh, Bombshell could maybe have an argument, but they love their showbiz. You know what I'm going to do? What are you going to do? I'll fucking say Maleficent. All right. Academy Award winner, Maleficent Mistress of Evil. Just to, you know, really, really throw my face in a blender when it doesn't win. <laughs> <laughs> or when it does win. I think I'd be more likely to throw my face in a blender if it does win. Yeah. Maybe you should just put, throw your face in a blender. Just kind of on principle. Yeah. That's probably the plan here. Yep. Film right. editing. Three-point category. Three-point category. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari with Michael McCuster and Andrew Buckland. The Irishman with Thelma Schoonmaker. Jojo Rabbit with Tom Eagles. Joker with Jeff Groth. And Parasite with Yang Jinmo. All right. What do you I've got? I've seen two of these. All right. You've seen four. No, I've seen three. You still haven't seen Irishman. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Man, oh, yeah. I was counting on my fucking uh, the um, the Irishman and Marriage Story, but marriage I'm going to make up that ground with Ford v Ferrari and Parasite. Yeah. Um. So I think film editing. I'm surprised 1917 is not in here. I am. I am a little bit too. So, what I'm thinking, so Ford versus Ferrari, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. The Irishman is a lot of cutting between, like, different periods. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it smooth and or interesting? It's smooth. It's smooth as fuck, because I don't realize it okay. often. Okay, that's um, uh, probably good. The, uh, Demosine Jojo Rabbit. Joker. I like a lot of what they do with it. Mm-hmm. Um there are moments where they like, there's one, they're actually in the um, vanity breakdown. They break down a scene. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually fill in 
cracks in the skyline to make it feel more enclosed. Mm-hmm. I think that might be kind of part of it. Like the, the I don't co- know if that would even count under editing. Yeah, uh, it's I don't know. I think I'm gonna say Joker just because of all the the ways that they actually play to the artsy of it. Okay. Um, try to make it feel unsettling. Um, the lighting, the, I guess that's more cinematography. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just want to say Joker. Right. Cause I haven't said Joker yet. Yeah. It's, I'm finding it hard to find good places to say Joker here. Yeah. Maybe it's um, just not a good movie. <laughs> it's always the second best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Parasite for this one. Um, Parasite is just, it's got a really rhythmic editing to it. There's a absolutely fantastic montage that, like frames the like a whole sequence of scenes inside a conversation and then frames another conversation inside that conversation that frames another con it's 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 incredibly complicated but it comes off so smooth on screen interesting there's just some really impressive stuff they do with editing and so i think i think that's probably the good one although i could see them going ford v ferrari just because again they want to give the technical oscars to the good movie that's not going to win anything else yeah all right. Cool. Uh, best costume design. This is a two-point category. Uh, we have the five nominees are Sandy Powell and Christopher Peterson for The Irishman, Mayas C. Rubio for Jojo Rabbit. The oh, the the sibling of Marco Rubio. Definitely how that's spelled. Yep. <laughs> uh, Mark Bridges, sibling of Jeff Bridges for mm-hmm. Joker. Uh, Jacqueline Duran for Little Women. Sibling of Kevin Duran. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> and Adrian Philip for Once Upon a Time Sibling in Hollywood. Of Philip Screwdrivers. I was going to go with King Philip, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, costume design. Okay. Of these, I've seen one. one. I've seen Joker. two. Ah, Preston. The Irishman coming in clutch. Preston Gaines. All right. Uh, so not having a whole lot of background here, I'm going to go with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Just it's kind of the show busy one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think based on what I've seen of these, there's probably a good argument for all five. But that one feels like the one that the Academy is the most like, yeah, we can jerk ourselves off on this one. Yeah, I'm going to say Jojo Rabbit because okay. it's the most different. All right. That I've seen. I don't know what Little Women does. Like, uh, I think Little Women's just pretty contemporary, right? No, period piece. Period piece? Oh, shit. I'm going to say Jojo Rabbit anyway. Okay. I think putting uh, I think the Nazi uniforms is going to be fun mm-hmm. to win. Mm-hmm. Also, I just haven't said Jojo Rabbit yet, and I think we're almost, I think we're out of categories that it's nominated for. Nope, not yet. Oh, it's, yeah. It's on the best picture list. And supporting actress. Oh, yeah. So, I just wanted to kind of toss a bone to Jojo Rabbit, because I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, fucking, uh, Taika Man. Taika, Taika Man, whatever his name is. <laughs> uh, so I'm throwing one of there, but. All right. Yep. All right. Uh, best cinematography. I already have my vote, and I'm glad right. I get to say it first. This is a, this is a three point category. I think we're gonna have the same pick. Yep. <laughs> uh, Rodrigo Prieto. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Irishman, Lawrence Cher, uh, sister of Cher. Indeed. Lawrence the. <laughs> Lawrence the sister. <laughs> uh, for Joker, uh, fucking. Jaron Blaschke for The Lighthouse, Roger Deakins, my boy, for 1917, and Robert Richardson for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't even give a shit about talking about the other ones. 1917 is just a cinematic or cinematograph 
cinematographic cinematographic cinematographical no. cinematographical 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 <laughs> masterpiece just everything involved in that making of that movie is just it's phenomenal yep. and also it's roger fucking deacons yep he's going <laughs> he, he's gonna make it two for 14 yep which is the Massively weirdest thing in the world underrated it was kind of like he's just gonna he's gonna break through at some point he was the leo before there was a leo yeah and then after there was the leo yep and i'm glad he broke through and i'm glad it, it's it's weird like he finally won for Blade Runner 2049, but this feels like his revenant. His, like, I'm going to go out and win me an Oscar for this movie. Yeah. Movie. <laughs> like, he had, like, a list of... He had a whiteboard that was mm -hmm. like, you know, I could do this really fancy technique on this movie, but I'm going to put it on the whiteboard, and I'm going to save it for that movie that I'm going to do it all. Like, he was, like, yep. saving all these things that he knew that he could do. Mm -hmm. He was waiting to do it for the right movie, and then he did it, like, 1917. Hey, I have a suggestion. What if we did a one one uh, <laughs> one take movie? And they're just like, yes, because we're DreamWorks, and basically all we got going for us right now is Shrek. So, <laughs> and Shrek at this point is just the memes. So uh, let's go for it. Let's 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 take a risk. All right. <laughs> yeah. Remember when the first trailer came out for it? And I was just like, it was like 1917. It was this whole thing, and it was like 1917, a DreamWorks pr production. I was like. DreamWorks, who hurt you? Because <laughs> DreamWorks is like, they did Flushed Away. Yeah. Like, they did all these, like, animated fun movies. And then they just made Dunkirk for World War One. It's like, fuck, dude. Well, they did Gladiator. Oh, did they? Like, way back then. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you know that Gladiator came out 20 years ago? Did you know that we came out 23 years ago? 24 years ago. 24 years ago in literally, like, 24 hours and change from now is like the exact moment of my birth nice so cool anyway anyway yeah so we're saying that 1917 yeah 1917 <laughs> it's just it's the pick here yeah uh um, i do want to shout out to the joker for the reasons that i uh um that i mentioned during the editing yeah um just the the lighting the the set dressing, there's just kind of everything that went into it. I think, yeah. I think my second place for that, uh, like my, my justification for film editing is probably more cinematography. Yep. If 1917 wasn't there, just fucking overshadowing everything in there. Yep. I would probably go with the Joker. Overshadowing, but the shadows are moving because it's all lit by flares. Oh, such <laughs> a beautiful scene. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, next up, we've got another three-point category. It's Best Documentary. Unfortunately, I think we have seen none of these between us. Wait. Maybe Preston's seen one? Damn it. Andrew and I just watched uh, um, the, uh, the, the series um, The Pharmacist. Don't know. It's, it's about the uh, uh, bringing down Purdue Pharmacy mm. with the whole Oxycontin, Oxycontin uh -huh. and then all that stuff. Um really good mm -hmm. um i was hoping that would be in there all right our uh, five nominees for yeah. best documentary are american factory the cave edge of democracy for sama and honeyland i have heard of one of these and it's american factory so i'm going with that one uh it's the one about a factory in america i think it's a netflix original i think barack obama produced it what <laughs> oh <laughs> Uh, I know about it. Gonna say Honeyland. All right, 
Honey is sweet. Honey and land. <laughs> all right. I'm a honey. <laughs> Uh, all right. Next one. Uh, international feature film. All right. Hey, I've seen one of these. Corpus Christi, Honeyland, Les Mis, except not... Not the Les Mis. Not it's the a Les different Mis. Les Mis. Uh, Pain and Glory and Parasite. Matt has seen Parasite. Yep. I've seen Pain and Glory. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did you, like, for a second believe me? I was like, if there's one on this list that you would have seen, it would have been Parasite, but I know you haven't seen it. If there's another one on this list you would have seen, it would have been Pain and Glory. It probably would have been Les Mis, because I thought it's... I'm, by the way, I'm going to say Les Mis, purely because I fucking love that story. Okay. Like, if there's a book that I'm going to read, if I'm ever going to sit down and actually read a book ever in my life, it's going to be Les Mis. All right. You want to read a 19th century French novel? It's like 1,400 pages. Dude, I All love right. the story. Okay. <laughs> let's let's do be, it. Okay, I wouldn't read it. It would be an audiobook. I'm not going to fucking read that. Mm. I don't read. Loser. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, it's like a... I'm actually... I want to look up the IMDb synopsis because it's very much not the same story. Um, it is... A cop from the provinces moves to Paris to join the anti-crime brigade of Montfermeil. Discovering an underworld where the tensions between different groups mark the rhythm. Sounds good. It sounds like if you stretched it enough, it could be Les Mis. Yeah. Like, it could be a different perspective of Les Mis, but because yeah. rhythm and two opposing sides and, mm-hmm. you know, opposing sides. That never happens in any movie. That's not what Cop, a basic plot like is. like Javert. Huh? Cop, like Javert, sort of. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I don't know, maybe. Uh, I, I think the money's got to be on Parasite here. If it doesn't win Best Picture, which I think it's a little unlikely to, um, then this is where they're going to give it its credit. Although, I think Pain and Glory is going to come close. Um, that's the one about a film director. So, again, it's Hollywood kind of jerking itself off. Yeah. Um, but that one's that one's gotten a lot of kind of Dark Horse uh, uh, buzz, I would say. Um, I hear Antonio Banderas is really good at it, and this is probably the next one... I would like to see of that list, at least in particular. Cool. All right. All right. Uh, moving on. Is it me? That was a that was a four point category, by the way. International feature. Is it my turn or your turn? Uh, must be my turn. Uh, go for it. All right. The um, the the another four point category is best animated feature. These nominees are How to Train Your Dragon. Did you do, I feel like you did that on purpose. You said that too confidently. Nope. <laughs> I was I was I was getting ready to confidently say the colon. How to train your dragon colon the hidden world. Like so. Uh I lost my body, Klaus, Missing Link, and Toy Story 4. Uh I have heard of four of those. I'm not really Klaus is a the Santa Claus one, right? think so yes <laughs> all right this doesn't well there's not like a i don't think toy story 4 is is pixar pixar enough to um wipe the other ones off the map like something like coco would have in years past uh so i'm gonna go with i lost my body just from what i know about it it's the one that's uh just yeah i think so okay uh we've seen zero of these between us right yeah correct. okay uh i'm gonna go with missing link i don't know why that feels like a bad choice, but all right. Probably. I don't know what happens in Missing Link. That's the one about the, like, uh, uh, I don't know. Is he like a hairy Neanderthal? And it's got, like, the Wallace and Gromit animation. Nothing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going for random at the, at the, for these ones. Okay. 
Okay. All right. Oh, this one's going to be a tough one. Ooh, this is a good one. This is a five-point category right here. Getting Best into the real stuff. Best original screenplay. Okay, what are our nominations? Ryan Johnson with Knives Out. Ooh, good one. Noah Baumbach with Marriage Story. Ooh, probably a good one. I haven't Very seen it. Very good one. Sam Mendes and Christy Wilson Car- Car- Carnes? Carnes? Carnes. Carnes with 1917. Ooh, good one. Quentin Tarantino with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Overrated. Yep. And... There's no way for me to say these without sounding white and racist. Bong Joon-ho and Han Jin-won with Parasite. I mean, everyone I know says Bong Joon-ho and doesn't look back. Well, I hate myself. So, um, oh, Best original screenplay. How many of these have you seen? You've seen... I've seen four of these. No, you've not. Three of these. You've seen three of these. I have seen... Four. Three of them. Three of them. Different three. Parasite, coming up strong for me. Oh, marriage story coming up strong for me. <laughs> all right, is that going to... Well, what's your pick? We'll I... make an argument. Let's hear some arguments all here. All right, so Knives Out is is, is an interesting twist on um, on a classic story. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about it. Uh, we, I don't think we did a review on it. I think we talked about it next right. week in an episode. Um, it, does, it does twist differently than you think, it, than you think the twist would be. Mm-hmm. Um, marriage story is just... A straightforward, like, just dread, things falling apart, makes you feel, um, like, beyond the acting and the sound stuff, it's a great story. Mm-hmm. Um, 1917, I don't particularly think it's going to win Best Screenplay. What classifies a spring- screenplay? The screenplay. stuff that gets written down that then they read about when they're actually making the movie. See, I, a lot think... of a lot of people have been crapping on this one for even getting nominated, but I think it does make sense. There's a lot of just ideas and connections that come back, even though the dialogue is not super heavy at all. Um, just like the the cherry blossoms coming back. That's a that's a good moment. That's a screenplay moment. Okay. I don't know. I I'm not sold on that one. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's likely to win, but I I I don't think that there's no argument for it being there. Let's say. I'm gonna go with my boy marriage story. All right, that feels like a good pick. It it's just the everything. The like there's a lot of really important minor things that were definitely in the script. Mm-hmm. Um that uh like blocking and stuff like that. Just it's mm-hmm. the story everything is required to tell the story. Okay. Um like every the story gets told by um just the placement of where people are. And that's the blocking, like the, mm-hmm. the focus of the camera, mm-hmm. everything is, it's just such a good movie. Yeah. Um, so I'm going with that one. Okay. Uh, this feels like wishful thinking on my part a little bit, but I want to go with knives out. I think it, it's, that, that was my, I was going to go wishful thinking on it too. I, I would, I really, really liked that movie. It's probably at this point, still my favorite movie of last year. Um, although I haven't seen, a couple like marriage story and the Irishman that I expect to be in the argument there. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, the, the way it, it twists the genre and the way it twists a genre, I think in a meaningful way, like you can take a genre and flip it on its head and not have it come to any conclusion or actually mean anything, but the way it actually builds some themes out of that particular twist on the genre that it does. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just avoid spoiling as much as I can. Cause I think that more people should see this movie. Yeah. I, 
I just, I really think that that deserves the recognition that I'm not sure it's going to get, but I'm going to go with it just for wishful thinking. Yep. All right. Uh, best adapted screenplay. This is also a five point category. Category. Cat- uh, that's kind of a category. Uh, our five nominees are Taika Waititi for Jojo Rabbit. Oh, dude, I'm going to start cleaning up in these upper categories. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the Irishman coming in clutch. <laughs> yep. Uh, Steve Zaillian for The Irishman. Anthony McCartan for The Two Popes. Greta Gerwig for Little Women. And Todd Phillips and Scott Silver for Joker. Um, I've seen three of these. I've seen The Two Popes. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Is it good? Oh yes. Okay. Oh yeah. It, um. So I, I guess I'm. Uh, you you do your thing first before All I right. launch into that. I have seen Joker. Joker had. A, Woo! Yes. <laughs> I'm catching up. Joker had a good screenplay. Uh, I feels like the sort of movie that, well, in retrospect, feels like the sort of movie that maybe could win because that's where they gave Logan its Oscar a few years ago was adapted screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm going to go with Joker. This feels like one where they, they do want to give it some credit. It's also the only one I'm, I've seen, so it feels like I can be honest and say, yeah. yes, this is good. Um, The thing about the two popes. There's two of them, right? There's two of them. Wow. Um, That's like almost as many popes as there were at that one point in history. I don't want to spend too much time on it because I watched it. I didn't watch it. Okay. That's kind of the problem. Mm. Um, I did watch I did. I I started watching it, realized a lot of it was in Latin and Italian, so I couldn't really, and, and Spanish, mm-hmm. um, so I couldn't really watch it at work because there was a lot of subtitles. I ended up watching it with subtitles, or watching it at work, um, mm-hmm. so I didn't catch a lot of it. That's a It was a middle lot of, like, really busy work, so it kind of just felt, so, take it off. Okay. I, I, I feel like I didn't watch it and give it the attention it deserves because mm-hmm. it was really good for the first episode that i did pay attention to mm-hmm. um so yeah i, I don't think i'm gonna take credit for that one uh, okay. it was really good though um okay uh i'm gonna go with the joker on this one okay i All think right. i think it's gonna be a if it was me i would look at this as it's such a different take on an established existence mm-hmm that I think it, it, it deserves to be half original, half adapted. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's really important to me in this. Okay. Um, I think it sticks true to the, to the original mm-hmm. while being original. Okay. That's my, that's my, uh, I, I buy it. Seems good. Sounds, All right. Sounds good. All right. What do you got? Another five uh, point category for me. Yep. Supporting actress. Here mm-hmm. we're getting into the uppers. The real, the real big ones. Uh, wait, where does the five start? Uh, screenplays. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. I thought you said four points. No, those are, those are fives. Oh, okay, cool. Good. Uh, supporting actress, Kathy Bates from Richard Jewell. Mm-hmm. Not in parentheses. They used a comma for that one. That's that weird. bothers me. There's a couple of weird formatting things. Like, it alternates between Ford v. Ferrari and Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Right on the list. Um, Laura Dern in Marriage Story. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson in Jojo Rabbit. Florence Pug in Pugue. Pew? Pew. Pew in Little Women. <laughs> and Margot Margot Ruby in Bombshell. Yep. Those are the ones. <laughs> um I've seen one of them. Alright. So have I. Yeah. Wait. I've seen Richard Jewell. Oh, you did? Yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. Um 
given that I've only seen Marriage Story, Laura Dern is phenomenal in that movie. Okay. I went back and I like watched clips of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, All like right. just the, um, you can feel it's partially the writing, but it's also her delivery thing. That's, that's where I kind of struggle on giving credit to the actors mm-hmm. when their writers did a lot of it. Yeah. You can feel the goal, like the lawyery in it. Mm-hmm. When while if you just look at it face value, she's all like sweet and she cares, but she's really a lawyer and she's just there to make the money and that's her mm-hmm. job to win. Yeah. Um, and it's great. Uh, it's an amazing. It's like the movies. I I can just gush about the movie. I hope the movie makes. I hope because this if if this is the most that Netflix has seen Oscars. They were really kind of think just like, so. Like, cause with the Irishman and the two popes and uh, marriage story, yeah, marriage story, they're like fucking everywhere in this. Yeah, they've won before. They had the best documentary a couple years back. I don't yeah. remember what it was. But like, this is like, a, this is them coming out and this being is, like, hey, yeah. we can make good shit. This is a good year. Um, so yeah, I'm saying that. Okay. I'm saying I I again, having seen one of these, and Kathy Bates is very good in Richard Jewell, but I just I keep hearing good things about Laura Dern. I can't bet against her. I think. Okay. Um. I feel a little disingenuous doing that, but yeah. I gun to my head. That's what I would have said before you said anything. Gotcha. I, I was going with that one. Bullshit, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's the question now. All right. We're, as we're getting into this next category, I think this is the only one that this does this. Okay. Um, the Irishman's on here twice. Yep. So it's, we Do have I get two points for that. No. Damn it. There are four movies on this list. That's fair. So you get one. I get one because I don't count. But yeah, read the, your, it's your turn. All right. So another five point category for best supporting actor. We have Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. We have Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes. We have Al Pacino for The Irishman. We have Joe Pesci for The Irishman. And we have Brad Pitt for The Irishman. I mean, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> uh, I've seen one. You've seen one? One and a half. Well, you've seen... <laughs> You have seen three of these performances in two of these movies, which we're only counting one of. Yes. Um, Man, that really crushed me, huh? (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I feel like, I don't know, Al Pacino could be be a good one here. He's always a good actor, but he's also, he's kind of won his legacy actor. Legacy actor. (laughs) Asker. Oscar actor. Wow. Actor Oscar. Wow. <laughs> At this point. Uh so I'm going to I'm going to go with Brad Pitt cuz I don't think he's won before. So it feels like this is probably his time to win a legacy one. And again, it's the the Hollywood thing. So I I think he's probably the the bet here. All right. Um but I'll let you um, expound a little bit. I honestly didn't know that Tom Hanks was a supporting actor. Yeah, the main character's like a reporter or something yeah. that talks to him. Um, So Al Pacino plays uh, fucking what's his name? The union guy. Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa. And Joe Pesci plays the, um, I don't remember his name either. Um, he's Himmy the, Jaffa. Huh? Himmy Jaffa. Yeah. Uh, he plays the uh, kind of the, um, the guy that brings um, Al Pacino's, uh, not, um, brings Robert De Niro's character into the mob scene. Um, so basically the, the, the roles that they play, Al Pacino plays his ultimate friend and then, um, 
not going to spoil the rest of the movie. Um, and then uh, Joe Pesci p- plays kind of his mentor and brings him in. Okay. I think uh, I have to choose between the two of these. Um, All right. I'm going to go with Al Pacino. All right. Uh, because his performance is actually fucking amazing. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, I mean, it's Al Pacino. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, seeing the three of them together in a Scorsese, it's just, Irishman is so much fun. Yeah. They're such good actors. Yeah. So I'm going to say Al Pacino on that one. All right. That's uh, uh, it's probably a good bet too. Yep. I don't Anthony Hopkins is a close second. All right. Honestly. Yeah. I don't know if he's, has he won before? Gotta look oh, these things surely. Up. I he think did, so. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. I yeah. Did he, did he win for that? I think so. I don't know. Probably. I'm looking it up. Uh, but this is... No, this is yours. You get to list this one. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, best Actress. Another five point. The rest of these are five points, so we don't have to keep yep. saying that. Except Best Picture. That'll be a ten-pointer. Right. Cynthia, Cynthia Erivo. Mm-hmm. Harriet. I'm assuming she plays Harriet. Yep. Scarlett Johansson. Marriage Story. Sir, Sour Shoes Ronin. Little Women. <laughs> Charlie's there, uh, therein. <laughs> bombshell. She and lies therein. She lies therein. Perfect. <laughs> uh, bombshell. And Rennie Zellweger from Judy. Zellweger. Zellweger. Um. Okay. You've seen, uh, one of these? I've seen, yeah, one of You've these. You've seen Marriage Story. Yeah. I've seen zero. Because I, <laughs> I'm terrible. I, for some reason, thought you saw Judy. I want to have. But um, that's another one that I want to have seen. I want to I want to watch Marriage Story. I want to watch Little Women. I want to watch Bombshell. I want to have seen Judy. Nice. I like the, I like getting this dichotomy. Yep. There. This is this is this is good. We've made progress. We've come up with a new idea here. I know that Charlie uh, Charlize Theron was phenomenal in Bombshell. Mm-hmm. I know that Saoirse Ronan is just phenomenal. Yep. Hasn't she won enough already though? But Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story. All right. Holy shit. That woman can act. <laughs> it, and I'm going to say the same thing for Adam next next category. Yeah. It's just... Oh, it's so good. Um, like, her tears make me cry. The scene that I'm sure you've seen, like where they, I haven't. Seen I am, I am, I am avoiding Avoid as that. much as I possibly can of this. Boy, movie. does that make me cry! And mm-hmm. I know you, you don't cry as much as I do. I just let myself loose all the time. I don't remember the last time I cried. <laughs> it's probably been at least 15 years. I'm not going to say you will or won't, but I will say that I cried more in that movie than I've cried in most other movies. All right. Um, it hits me. It hit me harder than the hunt. All right. So <laughs> um, that's uh, that sounds like your pick then. Yep. I can just type ScarJo. That's nice and easy. Yeah. Uh, Saoirse Ronan has not won. This is her fourth nomination, but she has never won before. This is her fourth nomination, and she is... She's got plenty of years ahead of her. Uh, yeah, she's uh, less than two years older than us, and she's been nominated for four Oscars. I'm sad now. Yeah. <laughs> of these, going back to these, uh, I hear what you're saying about ScarJo. Uh, she's... Wait, is she nominated twice? She is nominated twice. She's nominated for supporting actress for Jojo Rabbit. Oh, that's right, she is. Yeah. What if she wins both? Wouldn't that be funny? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I'd love that. I would love it. Uh, I'm gonna. That sounded really sarcastic. That was not sarcastic. No. I'd love for her to win. That would generally be very fun. Um, I wonder if anyone's ever done that before. Surely. I'm sure. Surely. Uh, I'm gonna go with Renee Zellweger, uh, just because 
Hollywood loves it when people play Hollywood icons. Um, so I'm calling her, I guess, if ScarJo, then it's Renzel. Renzel Washington. That's not a joke. Moving on. Uh, Charlize Theron, I'm sure, is good. Uh, Saoirse Ronan's always good. Cynthia Erivo, I'm sure, is good. Scarlett Johansson, you've just raved about her, and I'm sure I'll be raving about her whenever I get around to Marriage Story. Hopefully. So I, I am very much expecting to like this movie. I've, expe- I've liked Noah Baumbach in the past. I like these actors. It's got your highest endorsement, and you're saying things that sound like they're going to press my buttons. Just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. All right. Okay. Next one. Next one. Uh, best Actor. Got five nominees for you. They are Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. I think that's his first nomination. Uh, Leo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That might also be his first nomination. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Adam Driver for Marriage Story. Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. And Jonathan Price for The Two two Pipes. Two Prices. Uh, Well, I was going to make a comment about, hey, he's the High Sparrow, isn't he? Yeah. That, uh... Feels weirdly on the nose that casting. Yeah, but okay. You know, <laughs> uh, Jonathan Price. Well, okay. So you have you have the High Sparrow, and you also have Odin. True. They're really just kind of hammering that. <laughs> yeah, this is uh this is theologically confusing. Yes, I'm theologically confused. <laughs> I'm so theologically confused. I'm going to reject God altogether and go with Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Nice. Uh, yeah. That's well. That's also the only of these movies I've seen. Again, this uh this feels like one where they're just. Like they want to reward. Oh, I've seen two, and you've seen one. I have not seen one of these. You saw Joker. I did see Joker. <laughs> I've seen one of these. You literally just said that. <laughs> uh, so I'm calling him Jofo. I guess. Oh, did I get the one for best actress? Best actress. Yes, I gave you that. Got it. Uh, yeah, his. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is just—he's absolutely fantastic in this. This looks like a stacked year. I know Antonio Banderas has been getting yeah. some credit. Um some dark horse stuff adam driver always phenomenal marriage story is probably the sort of movie that brings him out at his best Mm -hmm. leo is one of the hollywood's best and brightest he's playing in a hollywood movie i just hawkins phoenix's performance in joker is just absolutely astounding it puts you in the headspace of a character whose headspace is just completely impossible to inhabit yeah in a, a completely compelling and convincing way uh it's it's a it's a great performance but I could see this going a lot of different ways, so I'm going with I'm going with Jofo for Joker. Nice. What do you got? Sorry, I just got really distracted for a second. That's bad. Don't do that. Hang on a second. Stop. Hang on. Stop. Hang on. Stop. Hang on. Ah! Hang on. Okay. Uh, we know who I'm going for. Yeah. Adam Driver. It's this was the movie that showed me he can act. Because I'd only seen him so far in um, Star Wars. And I yep. was like, ah, cool. Just blockbuster. He's in Star Wars. Kind of Good act. for him. He's just this kind of whiny kid. Then I went to see Marriage Story. And I am in love with Adam Driver. Adam mm-hmm. Driver can driver my heart. Sure. Whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it, it's just the two of them. Their chemistry. Like, hit. The the two of them can really uh, can just phenomenally play a character that has best intentions, and but also have genuine inter- have genuine reactions to things. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing that they ever do, like the iconic scene of that, it just it feels like the next they do take the logical next reaction. 
Um, that's mm-hmm. in both the writing and also just the way they deliver the line. Because you can deliver those lines horribly, but it's just you, you you're getting into those lines where you're like, I also want to scream that line. Like it yeah. makes sense that that would be a scream. Yep. Regardless of what's happening, like having all this stuff happen, it. Uh, <laughs> it's great. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. Oh, you get the good one. I get the next to good one. Best director. All right. Martin Scorsese with The Irishman. Todd Phillips with Joker. Sam Mendes with 1917. Quentin Tarantino with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Boon Jong Ho with nope. No, Boon Boon Bong Joon Ho. <laughs> Fuck that up. Yep. Uh, Bong Joon Ho. You've been hitting the bong. To so much that it messed up your pronunciation skills. That's a side effect of the marijuana, isn't does it? Boon mean? It's like a benefit, a gift. You're I grant you this boon. Your jo- your your, your loyal humor, subject. Your humor is not a boon, dude. Get it? Cause my joke. Went You're a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, who do I want to go for for best director? I think I'm gonna go with Martin Scorsese. Is a good safe bet, okay. but but I saw you moving your hands. I'm you can settle down. I'm just typing in that we've both seen three of these, but it's a different three. Uh, I thought I Yeah, you're right. Um, I'm gonna go with Todd Phillips on the Joker. Okay. Because Interesting. it, Tofi, your <laughs> your explanation <laughs> about Joaquin Phoenix doing it, about Joaquin Phoenix, um, bringing you to the mind of the of the character. Mm-hmm. Todd Phillips brought you to the world of the mind of the Joker. You know that's a fair point. That's um, a good point. And, and this is where you start talking about like how he made artistic choices to have. Uh, the lighting and certain things, uh, the way that he had uh, just the, the the closing in Gotham, mm-hmm. um, like that. I I always go back to that because it's such a great thing that happened. Uh, and I'm just gonna keep referencing that video. It's yeah, he's the one who pointed it out, and I'm just like, that's fucking amazing. Um, the uh, the the way I think directing also include uh, includes what you have your actors and actresses do. Mm-hmm. And have you seen all the different ways that Joaquin Phoenix came out of the curtain in the, um, no, he did it like, like I think 20 times, all 100% different. Mm-hmm. Like he just said, come out of the curtain. And then like, it's just, I watched how he came out of it. Sometimes he like, uh, kind of snuck out. Sometimes he kind of like came around through like the other, the other side of the set. um sometimes he came in and just like planted a big kiss on the on the other guest sometimes Mm -hmm. he like it was just all very different and i think allowing your 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 actors to do that is a good directing move and i think that's credit to todd phillips for doing that yeah all right okay i buy it um i think the right answer here has got to be sam mendez for 1917 though just orchestrating that kind of a project and putting it together 100 i yeah so I, I respect what you're saying. I think it makes a lot of sense for Todd Phillips. I think in a year where they didn't go out and make just, I don't want to call it Oscar bait, but like this one was like, yeah, we're just going to take home four or five of the Oscars, even yeah. if the, this movie doesn't work out exactly how we want. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's got to be that. Quentin could get some love just because I don't know if he's 
won before. Has he won before? I'm suddenly curious. I'm Clinton, sure. Taron. I think he won for Pulp Fiction. Probably. That's what got him in, uh, into the spotlight. Well, I mean, Reservoir Dogs, Dogs was popular. Uh, yeah, he won. He won for screenplay for Pulp Fiction. He won for screenplay for Django Unchained. He has not won for directing or best picture. Gotcha. He had actually not been nominated for best picture before this year. Hmm. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. Those are our picks for those. Those are our picks for those. All right. Best picture. There's only eight this year though. No, nine. It's, but it's the scale, the rate of Uh, the 10 point question. All right. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And yep. Nine nominees. They are Ford V Ferrari, the Irishman, Jojo rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Yep. I I've have seen s- four of those. Okay. Irishman, s- Joker, Marriage Story, 1917. I have seen, I believe, also four also of those. Four. four. v. Ferrari, Joker, 1917, and Parasite. Yep. All right. Good for us. Uh, how about this? Let's look away from each other and say our pick on the... Uh, on the count of three. Wait. Okay. Hang on. I gotta. I gotta choose my. Pick. Oh yeah. We gotta. We gotta make some decisions usually I, I gotta, here. I gotta talk into it. Um, All right. Well, there's there's a lot of good movies here. Yeah, there is. Uh, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about like why for each of the ones we've seen. Let's why make we an argument. Choose. Yeah. Okay. So we can kind of like make an argument and then choose in our brains. All right. Uh, so let's just go down the list. Four v Ferrari. Why why would you choose that one? It's it's sort of a classic like just good Oscar kind of movie, but with like a, a step above just on a technical level and on a storytelling level um, with the, the faithfulness to the actual true story and the way that it, it goes into the like actual ending. And it's not, it's not a Hollywoodized version of a non Hollywood story. Yeah. And I think that's the sort of thing that you could make an argument that the voters would be like, Hey, yeah, this is more interesting than it could have been. Yeah. I think it's unlikely to be the winner, but, I think there's an argument that way. Okay. Uh, so for the Irishman, uh, basically kind of the, it's, it's a phenomenal story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically, it's told from De Niro's character telling in a retirement home about, mm-hmm. about this whole, this whole story. And it, it's, it's told from the perspective of a good storyteller. Um, and it just kind of like it, it progresses the story really well. It kind of keeps the pacing. The pacing is just constant the whole time. Mm hmm. And it it lets the big moments hit. It lets you simmer on some of the other things. Um, the it just to me the movie feels like a solid movie. Like it's okay. It, um, there's there's no like just very extreme moments, but like it it really just it's it's enjoyable thoroughly through the entire thing. Okay. Um, it's kind of hard to describe. Kind of what I feel. It's biting into a, uh, uh, a just a phenomenal steak. No, burger. Where everything blends. Everything blends really, really well. All right. Um, it's there's nothing that like kind of overshadows other elements of the of the movie. It's, mm-hmm. it's all kind of just a really well blended movie altogether. All right. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. Neither of us have seen it. Joker. Why would you choose Joker? Uh, I would I choose Joker because it's an exceptionally well-crafted movie that is risk-taking and different. And I think it's uh, it's just exciting in a different sort of way. It's uh, 
you know it's got themes and stuff it's got little motifs it's uh it's got a lot of attention to detail um but at the same time it just tells a compelling character story about a very uniquely compelling character it's just it, it's it's got the whole package really yeah I think my primary thing is the fact that it does put you in a perspective of something that you wouldn't typically be in. Right. Um, it has the whole, I mean, the whole, I referenced or talked about in the review, like the whole, um, he's going up, he goes down, everything's down and then everything's up. Like he has rock bottom and then like mm-hmm. everything's kind of that whole stuff. Like it's that kind of, that kind of stuff. Um, that I think you feel, you feel the movement of the character. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that's really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, Little Women, neither of us have seen it. Marriage Story. Do I need to just keep... <laughs> 30 seconds. It puts you in perspectives of characters that you are, uh, you're sympathetic towards and you also feel anger at both of them simultaneously and at everyone else while feeling bad by being in the perspective of all those characters. Okay. Everything falls apart in your life while you're watching these people fall apart. That sounds painful to watch. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's very painful to watch. All right, you got seven seconds left. Finish strong. Fucking amazing actors. <laughs> <laughs> and time. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. Uh, 1917. You go. I'm going to go check on this. All right. Uh, 1917. It's just it, it's an incredible achievement in putting stuff together, cinematography, direction, getting actors to work together on these as long as like eight minute cuts and then being able to stitch it all together in the editing room. Again, it's the whole package, but it's it tells the story. It, it's got really effective storytelling moments. I talk about the cherry blossoms coming back and the milk coming back, just the way it feels like it was written from both ends at once, just as a, a cohesive thing. It's uh, it's incredibly well put together. It's incredibly exciting and tense to watch, but it, it makes you feel real genuine emotions. And I think it ends in a satisfying way, if not like a necessarily a, a, a Hollywoodized way. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a great movie. Okay. You got anything you want to add to that? No, that's pretty much it. Uh, just the, the cinematic marvel of doing something like that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's something that I knew was going to be impressive watching it. And then it, it, you could just look at it like it's just a one shot and that's a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. But also the fact that just every single set piece is fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Um, you didn't have to do that. No, but you did us dirty and you just <laughs> showed us just, you just made everything amazing. Yep. Um, even if there was cuts, it would be a phenomenal movie. Even if there wasn't, the fantastic sets it would be an amazing movie yep um it's two different things that's that that um exclusively would have been amazing and you just gave them both you gave us both yeah (laughs) yep thank you roger deakins for being a thing we love you rog uh once upon a time in hollywood overrated (laughs) didn't see it overrated parasite not overrated um in a world where we were more accepting of letting foreign language nominees win Best Picture, this would be up there at the very top of the short list of contenders. It might be anyway. It's just an impeccable piece of craftsmanship, filmmaking-wise, just editing and the, the rhythm of the thing, direction, performances. Uh, it's a story that keeps you guessing in very interesting ways and kind of it, uh, it keeps you on your toes. And the tension really shifts throughout but it's always present it just kind of morphs um it's got some some good themes that i think would suit the um oscar 
uh, the their sensibilities well, and it's a it's just a it's just a well made, really engaging movie. Um, yeah, I think there's a good argument to be made there. All right. All right. So movie predictions at the same time. So we'll do one, I'm, two, I'm three prediction. Okay. All right. One, two, three. 1917. Oh, I mean, Moonlight. <laughs> we all know I was going to say Marriage Story, so I just yeah. decided to make that joke. <laughs> Very good. Aha! All right. Marriage Story, because it's the best movie of the year. 1917, because it's the best movie of the year. <laughs> yeah, and it's for different reasons, too. And I think yeah. that's the problem I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of am, I'm kind of going based on the fact that Moonlight won. I think the... Um, emotion is a bit more impactful okay. than, cause I think that's kind of the reason that I said what I said in the theater. Um, I said, this is going to kill in the technical Oscars, but it's not going to win best picture. Okay. I think that's something that I'm, I personally am taking into account. Okay. Like, I think it, it definitely deserves all these technical Oscars. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I said, how many times I didn't say 1917 too often, did I? Uh, you said it four times, which is oh. actually more than me. Yeah. I knew, I mean, we both were going to say it for cinematography, but, but I think it just, I think it needed a bit more emotionally wise. Like it, it Richard, Mad- some... Richard Madden's two minutes yes. of screen time begs to differ, but that's two minutes of screen time. Fair. Albeit phenomenal. Having an hour and a half, two hours of just emotional gut wrenching moments mm-hmm. the whole time is something that I think is, is incontrovertibly unoverlookable. Yep. All right. Inignorable. I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Something like that. Some big word about that. Preston knows words. Does he? All right. <laughs> yep. I'd, I'd also like to take this moment to go through and give a quick shout out to a few movies like Uncut Gems mm-hmm. and Farewell, uh, Hustlers, Booksmart, Midsommar. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a, a bunch of movies that deserve nominations and didn't get any. Uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire is supposed to be really good. Um, yeah, that's what I got. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's our Minnesota. That's our that's our picks. Let's total the number seen. Your count comes to 41, although we're counting a bunch of things multiple times there. Yeah. My count comes to 38. Hey! I have seen more nominees per category thing than you have. You have watched more Oscar nominations. Yes. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> and I'm going to 100% credit to the fact that once they announce their nominations, like I need to watch as many of these as possible. And I did. That's why yep. I watched uh, um, um, Irishman. And uh, that's not why I watched marriage story. Marriage story was, I saw a clip and I'm like, I need to watch this now. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. So we got our picks. We'll uh, count up and tally our points uh, at some point. Yeah, probably next on week, our, the, our next... the full episode. Uh, next week's full episode. The episode that has bad things and good things. Yep. Uh, we will announce our score. Yep. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Unless we want to do like a vague commentary on if we want to talk about the winners, if we want to do another, a, a second Minnesota that we talk about what happened. Maybe we can learn something can, about the Oscars. Yeah, maybe we can do that. Cool, we'll do the that. The real then. Oscars were the friends we made along the way. Oscar Wilde. Oscar Isaac. Oscar... Oscar, the, the gay guy from Office. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember his last name. 
Oscar the Grouch. I said Oscar the Grouch. Not the second time Not through. The second you didn't. Time. I know. I was trying to avoid just using the yep. same three. Anyway, um, uh, shallst we? Uh, we shallst. Thanks everyone for listening to this Just Us Losers minisode that I think ended up being more like a maxisode. Uh, so that's our Oscar predictions. If you've got Oscar predictions, you should send them to our Facebook, Just Us Losers. Uh, we're also on Twitter at Just Us Losers Pod, where if you want to say, You're stupid, Joker should win everything, or You're stupid, 1917 shouldn't win anything at all, it is a terrible movie. There weren't no Nazis in there, and the World Wars was all about them Nazis. I don't even know what I'm parodying right Where now. I don't think anyone's ever said that. Yeah. I don't think anyone ever will. Uh, if you want to, so Twitter's a place to do that. We're also on Instagram, at Just Us Losers Pod, where we'll be posting a live stream of our red carpet party for the Oscars, which is not happening. I don't care enough to watch. I also have a lesson during okay, that time. I was going to say, like, honestly, <laughs> the thing is, if we do it, That'd be good. Um, yeah. stream and get drunk it'll be fun yeah. <laughs> all right uh we're also on instagram at just losers pod that's the live stream place um we have gmail just us losers pod at gmail.com if you want to send us an extended list of all your nominations and don't want us to make fun of them in public forum that's probably the preferable place to do it although we totally will read them out and make fun of them in a public yeah. forum in as much as this podcast amounts to anything resembling a public forum uh let's see uh, we're on soundcloud itunes podbean and spotify our next minisode, I suppose, we're going to start doing these a little more often. The next one will be our uh, Oscar winners and commenting on on those a little bit. Did we learn anything? Did, has the Academy learned anything? Nope. Sometimes. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think that's all the things I'm supposed to say. Do we do like an actual like thanks for listening? Bye. 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 Bye.